This is 2 Timothy chapter 3, um, verse 10 to chapter 4, verse 5. Now you have observed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and suffering, the things that happened to me in Antioch, Iconium and Lystra. What persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. Indeed, all who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. But wicked people and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving others and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through Christ, through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Jesus Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I solemnly urge you, proclaim the message, be persistent whether the time is favourable or unfavourable, convince, rebuke and encourage with the utmost patience in teaching. For the time is coming when people will not put up with will not put up with sound doctrine, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own desires, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander away to myths. As for you, always be sober, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, and carry out your ministry fully. Thanks be to God. Amen. Uh, so as we continue to look at walking in hope, uh, walking in hope, the, the journey of being a Christian isn't always easy. In fact, uh, continuing on the Christian journey can be at times really difficult. And so we may find ourselves in, the, in this place of uh, being hungry for something more than what we have. And, and for us as Christians, there should be that natural expression of, of hunger in each of our lives, the, that we long for something more uh, than what is here. There's a contentment now, but a longing for something more. And so that's a natural human thing. Uh, and it doesn't mean that once you become a Christian or when you're passionately following Jesus, that there isn't a, a longing or a hunger for something more. And so Timothy uh, speaks to, to Christians in the midst of persecution and suffering far more than, than I think uh, we know. And he says to them, as for you, continue. See, the hardest thing to, to do when life gets hard is continue. Continue in what you've believed. Continue in what you've always done. Uh, continue in hope. Continuing becomes difficult. Uh, when yesterday was hard, continuing today can be harder. Thinking about tomorrow can be even harder. Uh, Hamish and I uh, enjoyed some time hiking uh, in the Grampians. I negotiated with Katie to get one overnight where I was going to take Holly and Hamish, but I'm, I'm glad I just took Hamish in the end because uh, we decided that 16 kilometres was maybe too far for, for little legs. Uh, Hamish's legs managed to sustain it, but the, the pressure of continuing for Holly probably would have been a little bit too much. And who knows when uh, you've got someone with you walking and they're always complaining and it feels like twice as long. 
I, I said to the, the kids, it's, it's roughly 10% gear, 40% body, physical, and then the, the rest, the other 50% is mental attitude. Uh, with, with hiking, sometimes you, you hit the peaks and then you walk these long flats for, for a long time. The Grampians w- was beautiful uh, and we really enjoyed the hike, but uh, in hiking as an activity, there's sometimes you just need to continue, put one foot in front of another. I didn't do any training, probably should have done a little as we, we climbed up these hills and my thighs were burning from having climbed up the pinnacle the day before with Ellie on my back because we would have got too much complaining if she wasn't walking and I would have been sort of crook from leaning over and picking her up. So uh, thighs burning, you just had to continue to put one foot after another to continue. And when you hit the top, when you came over that mountaintop, uh, the, the pressure of continuing that you put yourself through was worth it in the end. Uh, the Christian life is kind of like that. It's described as a race, as a, as a long work, a walk, as a journey that requires endurance, perseverance. And so Timothy's instructions, as for you, continue. But what do we continue in? Uh, so you can open up your Bible. I've got some of it on the screen for us. Uh, 2 Timothy says, as for you, continue in what you have learned and have been convinced of. What, what you have learned... That is uh, what has been taught to you, handed down to you as the, the way of salvation. Continue in it. Don't just take uh, what you've been taught, discard it, and then move on looking for something new. That's uh, the, the temptation of our age is what's the, what's the most correct information? It's the latest information. As we sit there waiting for the news about COVID to come out, we're waiting for the latest health information that we might get something new that will help us to continue to have hope. Uh, But as a Christian, we're trusting in ancient words, not new words. We're we're trusting in his ancient word made new for each of us, that uh, he would speak to us freshly the same truth, uh, what you have learned and have been convinced of. That that is, uh, when, when you come to faith, when someone comes to faith, they're so utterly convinced that they want to tell other people about it. They want to share the good news and the hope that they have. As we walk in faith, as we walk on in hope, uh, what we first learned can seem less exciting than what we could potentially learn. And so there's a need for us to continually return to our first love in God, our first hope into what we have learned and become convinced of. Uh, here it says, because you know those from whom you have learned it. Uh, so when they received the scriptures, they, they would have received the scripture spoken. It was a spoken message to them. Very few would have actually had uh, the written New Testament. And so when they heard the gospel, it was spoken by those whom they trusted. Uh, they were taught it uh, in the temple, the, the ancient words, the, the scriptures. Uh, And now from infancy, uh, you have known the Holy Scriptures. And so when it says here, the Holy Scriptures, it's uh, referring to the Old Testament. Uh, It's it's not talking about the the Gospels that were uh, written after they were communicated. So at that time, it was uh, they would have had some of the letters of the New Testament. But he's saying, uh, renew your your trust, uh, continue in your trust in uh, the Holy Scriptures. 
And he says they're, they're able to make you wise for salvation. That is, you can discover salvation as you read the Bible. Uh, and they're there in order to point you to Jesus, make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. That is, the Old Testament scriptures point to Jesus. And so we read scripture because it points us to uh, the, the one who gives us hope. Uh, James uh, 1 talks about the role of Scripture in, in our life. He, he says, uh, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we may be a kind of first fruit of all he created. Uh, people have come to faith just from reading Scripture. Uh, you came to faith from either hearing the word or reading the word. And the word of God bore life in you. And as it bears life in you, this is a kind of first fruit. That is, as you receive the word that brings you salvation, uh, you are a first fruit in your family, in your uh, relationships, in your workplace. You're, you're a first fruit because there's more fruit that is expected. Uh, you're the first of the harvest that a harvest will come. That is, you receive the word. Uh, you become a living embodiment of the word to the people uh, that you're around. And, and so when Timothy talks about scripture, he, he says this. He says, all scripture is God-breathed. That is, it's, it's a message from God is useful. Even lamentations is useful because there's times of lament and it's proper for us to be able to sit in lament. Uh, is useful for teaching, that is for getting a framework or understanding of God, the world, relationships, uh, how uh, we're to live. So useful for teaching people, setting a framework for how to live life, how to think about this world, how to think about God. Uh, rebuking, uh, that is uh, sometimes we're on the wrong path uh, and we need rebuking. Uh, sometimes we do the wrong thing and we need that kind of uh, rebuking. Correcting, though, is not a rebuking. Correcting is uh, you're doing something, but it's not quite right. And so it's bringing you back into alignment with the, the right way to do things. And then training in righteousness. Uh, one of the things I've been continuing to, to share with you over, over the last year is that righteousness is learning to live the way of God. It's not being self-righteous uh, or appearing to be right. It's actually about learning to live in God's way in this world, to speak in his way, to do relationships in his way. And so training in the ways of God so that you may be thoroughly equipped uh, for every good work. Uh, sometimes uh, people will talk about scripture and e even the New Testament say, well, it's an old document. How, how can it be relevant to us? Think about the people that Timothy is speaking to, and he's speaking of the Old Testament, and he's saying to them, this document, what you're taught in the synagogue, is useful to you. It was written hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of years before your current time, but it's still useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. I, I, I think uh, we don't value Scripture enough. In third world countries uh, where they're, they're longing for the word of God, 
they will feast on it. For us, I have 15, 20 different Bibles at home, uh, probably not even counting the electronic ones. I'm, I'm sure uh, you have probably a handful of Bibles at home. How much do they get opened? I would say, well, no, I, I don't really open the physical ones. I tend to open an electronic one these days. But how much does the electronic Bible or the physical Bible get opened in your house? I think it's a good question to ask, and this is not a rebuke, but I think for all of us, we, we need that kind of realignment, that correction to say, actually, the Word of God is something that not only brings us into salvation, but enables us to continue on in salvation. It's a word of life to us. It's a word of hope to us. I don't know about you, but uh, as I read Scripture, I think, oh, yeah, I know that. I know that. And then I'll, I'll be reading through a chapter, and all of a sudden, something that I already know will hit me fresh. And it's not that I didn't know it, it's that I needed to be reminded of it. It's not that I didn't know it, it's that I needed to be changed by it. And that need for knowing and being transformed is a continual thing. Because there's no one righteous, no one perfect, not even one. All of us sin and fall short. To, to sin is to fall short of the mark that God has set. All of us fall short of the mark that God has set. And Scripture is there in order to lift us up, to encourage us, to lead us, and to bring us back into alignment with the narrow path that Jesus calls us to follow. And so we, we need Scripture. It's a, it's a book of life for us. So what, what is our spiritual diet? I don't know about you, but I go through periods of giving up reading the newspaper at the moment because I, I don't want to read another article about COVID. Uh, I don't want to read another article about Jokovic, uh, let's be honest. Uh, and yet I can find myself still sitting down in front of the TV at night watching a Netflix series, finding out what the latest thing is that someone else is watching and watch that, finding out the, the latest... I don't know what your thing is. <laughs> Yeah, all of us have things that we love to watch. Uh, what's your spiritual diet like? Is it a full diet? Is it a well-balanced diet of prayer and, and scripture? Is it a, a diet where you not only read the, the easier books of the Bible, but the, the harder books of the Bible? What's your spiritual diet like? Uh, when people start the new year, they often think, well, I'm going to exercise more, I'm going to eat better, uh, life is going to look different, and we make those sorts of plans. Well, it's the, the start of the year, and it's that time to think about what our spiritual diet looks like, what our Christian rhythm looks like, what, what do we need to be a healthier version of ourselves? What is the food that we need? And I, I would argue with you that the food you need is, is the Word of God. You need God's word to renew you in hope, to enable you to continue in hope, to offer you the encouragement that is needed to walk on in life. And so we eat to feed hope. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. Uh, 
some of you here might be saying, well, I read my Bible on Sunday. Uh, hopefully Sunday is a little bit of a taste that you can see that the Lord is good. But we need to continue to taste in order to see. It's not that you wait and see it's good. You, you taste and you see. Sometimes it's hard work to get to that point of encouragement. And so you might wrestle with a part of Scripture. And after hours or, or weeks of wrestling and conversation, you may come to an understanding or revelation that gives you the encouragement to go on. Walking is not always easy. And so we need to continue. Uh, so my challenge to, to you, no matter what you're reading, uh, is this week I would love for you to read Philippians. When I'm needing encouragement as a Christian, uh, Philippians is a book that I go to in the Bible. And, and so uh, put a little note in your calendar because I can guarantee you before you hop in the car you will have forgotten which book Randall said. Uh, write it down in your phone. Put a reminder though, when you wake up tomorrow, uh, read, Randall said, read Philippians. And you may want to read it in a few chunks. Uh, you may, may want to space it out over the course of a week. Uh, let me encourage you to read it. If you have questions, write them down. Ask me all your questions. I'm happy to answer questions. Uh, hint, hint, we, we may be even doing a sermon series on Philippians, so reading it is, is probably some great uh, preparation for understanding it. Uh, so that's my, my challenge to you. Uh, see, the, the way of blessing for us as Christians is in walking in the truth of God. And so I'm going to read, if you want to open up to Psalm 119, you can uh, read it with me or you can follow along on the screen. Uh, so Psalm 119 is on page 493 of your pew Bibles. And it says this, it says, Happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Happy are those who keep his decrees, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. See, see how the, the, ways, uh, the way that is blameless is the way of God, the, the way of righteousness is the way of God. So when you keep God's ways, then I shall not be put to shame. Having my eyes fixed on all your commandments, I will praise you with an upright heart. When I learn your righteous ordinances, I will observe your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. Uh, the, the writer acknowledges that when we come before God, there's a conviction that comes when we don't walk his way. And so the, there's no shame for those who are walking his way. Indeed, there's no shame for us in Christ Jesus. He sets us free from the penalty in the future as well as the penalty now that is shame that is carried. Jesus sets us free from that. But he sets us free not just to walk back in what is shameful, that we will walk with him in the way of righteousness, the way of blessing. How can young people keep their ways pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Do not let me stray from your commandments. I treasure your word in my heart, as that I may I treasure your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. Seeing that 
treasuring of God's word, in that remembering of God's word, uh, our, our brains forget. But as we treasure and uphold God's word, uh, God reminds us, the Holy Spirit reminds us, and we remember the priority. As we give priority to Scripture in our lives, we tend to walk out that priority. But when we give no priority to God's word, God speaking into our life, we tend not to walk out that priority. The psalmist continues, With my lips I declare all the ordinances of your mouth. I delight in the way of your decrees as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. We know Jesus is the, is the word made flesh, that, that we're called to fix our eyes on Jesus. And Jesus points us to scripture as that which will equip and teach us in following him. We read about Jesus in scripture one of the ways we keep our eyes fixed is reading about Jesus and seeing how Scripture points to Jesus as the hope and light of the world. So, so how do we walk in hope? How do we continue? We continue in what we have first learned, but we continue to learn. We continue in the word that brought us salvation. We continue. And when we're finding it hard, we continue. When we're finding hope difficult, we continue. When we're struggling with something that Scripture says, we continue. When we don't want to read the Bible or we don't want to come to church, we don't want to do the things that we're told will encourage us, we continue. When it's hard to persevere, we continue. And when we see others finding it difficult, to continue, we walk with them and help them to continue in faith. Uh, the, the walk of hope is intended to be the way of blessing. It's continued uh, blessing as we walk in hope with him. Let me encourage you this week, get into scripture, even if it's only a little bit. Even if you get stuck halfway through Philippians and meditate on a verse halfway through. Let me encourage you. Get into scripture this week because it will empower and encourage you in your journey of hope. Let me pray. Father God, thank you uh, that you offer us hope uh, to each of us in your word that brings us life. Uh, Lord, uh, where we've become wearied, where we've sort of set it aside and uh, forgotten about the life that can be found in it, where we've never found it, help us to find it fresh or to find it new. Uh, Lord, where we've lost uh, confidence in our ability to understand or, or receive, speak to us freshly, Lord. Like uh, li little children who come to a parent, Lord, uh, longing to learn, we come to you. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit to us to lead us into all truth. that we may find a fullness of hope in you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.